everyone, and welcome to Minute 66 of Movie Rob Minute, the daily podcast where we take a wild trip through the 1987 John Hughes comedy, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, one minute at a time. I'm Rob, and joining me today is Duncan Shields, author, poet, artist, animator, and host of the Chronologically Speaking, and co-host of the Time Bandits Minute. Welcome to the show, Duncan. Thank you. I'm did, glad to be here. Did I, did I miss anything on that, that whole, nope. you know? Well, it's all good. I'm a, a co-host of Animatronic, the 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 episode by episode breakdown of the animated show Tron Uprising. We're no. big fans of Tron around these parts. Right. Okay. And uh, and you mentioned something about like 30 years ago winning some award also so, you know, in the green room. So you know, well, I, I, I don't want to, I don't want you to feel I don't want you to feel left out. You know, all the way back to 1975 uh, <laughs> as a as a yeah. We're good. <laughs> right. I, I'm actually I, I I like the fact that we're at 66, 66, you know, Route 66, the whole idea of traveling, stuff like that. It fits in really well with with the theme of this this movie. So it does, you know. My first thought was uh, Order 66 from that. Um, oh, you're right, uh, Star Wars. Wars. But course, I, I like uh, yeah, Route 66 for a road movie like this is perfect. Yes, you're you're right. I didn't even think I'm I'm, I'm a big Star Wars fan, so I should have thought of Order 66 too. But you know, I was thinking of the connection to the uh, to, to PTA. So there you go. And there, there are no stormtroopers uh, killing Jedi's in this episode. For for anyone who's here by accident and thought that we're dealing with Order sixty six. <laughs> All right, so episode sixty six, not Order sixty six, not Route sixty six. Episode sixty six starts with Dell and Neil laughing away, and ends with Neil being flabbergasted. Yeah. So we basically oh. ended the, the the episode on Friday. Where their car is uh, has a, has a little bit of a, a bonfire going on inside of it, yeah. You know, and the two of them are are just beyond belief, and they're so much in shock that they basically just start laughing, and that's how yeah. that's how we left everyone on Friday. You know, there's no better, there's no other way to respond. You know, sometimes sometimes you just reach a point where you're like, there's nothing I can do. I'm just gonna laugh. I'm just gonna laugh it off, and that's what they're yeah. doing here. You know, this is this is actually a bonding moment for the two of them, which is interesting because, you know, throughout the movie, they've had points here and there where they did bond a little bit. But here they both have the same reaction, which is good because most of the time they're fighting. Yeah. You know, they're, you know, they're definitely an odd couple. No question about that. Yeah, we get some real classic, uh, you know, Candy Martin interaction here. Yeah, like I love that uh, John Candy cut his teeth playing like hundreds of different characters in sketch comedy, like on SCTV. Because uh, in this moment, I think him and Steve Martin are both proving that it's easier for a comedian to do a drama bit than it is for a dramatic actor to do a comedy bit. Yeah, for um, sure. That that we know, know from from people like uh, I mean, Don Rickles did it. Uh, Robin Williams. You have you have plenty of great comics. That that were able to give such amazing dramatic performances when the other yeah. way around just doesn't work. And I'm sure there's been a lot of you know explorations and things written about it because I think comedy has to come from an innate skill uh, rather than a learned craft. I'm sure you can learn more to make it better, but uh, I think for a comedian switching to earnest emotion is almost like slowing down and changing to an easier gear yeah. in some specs. I think that's, you know, because I think when you're, when you're, this is just, you know, maybe I'm projecting, but I think when you're being a comedian, you're hiding in plain sight. You're, uh, you're making the people around you laugh so that they don't see you. Right. <laughs> maybe I think that's okay, the thing. It could be. But when you actually got to take the disguise off and just be earnest, 
I think that that's kind of like, oh, I can do that. That's true. That's, I mean, that's the, not an issue. An example that I would probably think of is is maybe Tom Hanks. I mean, Tom Hanks is able to do comedy also, but he's yeah. much better at a, doing drama. And I mean, Punchline, where he's supposed to be a comedian, yeah. was just a complete flop because he just wasn't funny there. I mean, true, I, true, I, true. I, I think I, I I mean, obviously he was great and big. You know, that that's a movie, but I, I think it's less there. He was doing more physical comedy because he was playing a kid. As yeah, opposed I think, to I think of his uh, what do you call it is is because TV stuff like Booze and Buddies. Right. Uh, like his, his, his back in the day, like he got started in comedy and then uh, kind of shifted over to drama and turned out to be like all the comparisons of him to. Um, uh, what's the guy? The the guy from oh, I can't believe I forgot his name from It's a Wonderful Life. Jimmy Stewart. Yeah, a lot of people call him the modern day Jimmy Stewart because he's just so affable and approachable and has this everyman kind of quality to him. Yeah. And uh I, I you know, Tom Hanks is Tom Hanks and uh Jimmy Stewart is Jimmy Stewart, but yes. I could see I could see the, the parallel. Yeah, completely. So basically we, we ended the minute last week with Neil believing that Dell has finally screwed himself. And that's right. why they're laughing. And right. he basically says to him, well, how were you able to even rent a car? Because, yeah. you know, this is a car that he rented, that, that, that Dell rented. And, yeah. you know, we, we didn't see, we didn't see Dell in, in the car rental agency. We only saw Neil in the car rental agency. Yeah. And I would, I would love to see him rent a car from Edie McClurg. I think the two of them would just be yeah. a comedy dynamite on the screen together. John Candy and Edie McClurg. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, first of all, this, this whole scene, I love the cinematography here because we have great lighting yeah. and the sound. I mean, like you see they're being lit up basically by the bonfire around them mm-hmm. and you hear the crackling sounds the whole time of the, the fire, you know, melting away their car, yeah. <laughs> whether it's, whether it's the pieces of wood or whether it's the pieces of metal, you know, like all of it is just completely just, just going up in, in well, it's going up in smoke basically. So yeah. I mean, at this point, Neil then says to him, I mean, you couldn't. I mean, how did you do it? And then Dell's response is, well, I gave the gal behind the counter a set of shower curtain rings. And he just starts, like, laughing as he's doing this. And Neil then just, like, it hits him and says, wait a second. (laughs) That doesn't make any sense. Now, what makes me wonder is, did he also go to Marathon? Is this a car that was rented from Marathon with from Edie McClure, as you you mentioned earlier? (laughs) You know, it made so. made me wonder about that. You know, was was he able to to actually? Yeah, he would have been before Neil because he drives up. I mean, again, we discussed this a few weeks ago that there's no logical reason for him to have actually been by the departures. You know, after right. renting yeah. the car because of the. I mean, I, we figured out where the distance is to the car rental parking lots where where they are in St. Louis, and they're nowhere near the the, the either departures or arrivals. And oh. yeah, and there's no like reason. Like the, the, the real world locations, you mean? Like if yes. you look at Google mm-hmm. Maps, they're very far apart. Okay. Yeah, yeah. They're, I think they're about three three miles away or whatever. But he wouldn't have gone past the. He wouldn't have gone into the airport in order to 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 have to go to Chicago, unless right. unless he wanted to, unless he was looking for Neil, you know, which which he probably wasn't, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but. You know, he he does show up there pretty quickly after Neil has basically you know had his whole tirade. So 
you know, if he rented from Marathon, he rented somewhere in between when Neil originally got got his keys to the car that wasn't there. <laughs> yeah. No, actually, he didn't get the keys. He was told that the keys are inside. So before yeah. he before he was he got on the bus, I guess you can say. So I do. Yeah. I, I wonder how long also Dell has thought of this little um, lie. You know that that he gave the gal behind the counter a set of shower curtain rings. Like, well, has he been whole, yeah, has he been thinking about this for hours? You know, Steve Martin. Yeah, I love this slow the slow motion here of of Steve Martin realizing that look, what what Dell just said doesn't compute. Yeah, but you the know, question like, is, is, he's like, ah, ha, ha, shower curtain rings, shower curtain rings. No, <laughs> shower curtain rings. Yeah, you know, but and he it, goes, they, you, they give it a nice like. Yeah, we get a, no. We don't get thirty seconds. You get you get. No, there's, get a, there's a ten second pause. There there is yeah. a ten second pause. Which then he says, "You can't rent a car with shower curtain rings, Dell." <laughs> yeah, and I like I like John Candy still like, <laughs> he's still sticking to his guns, but yeah. his mind is kind of racing and 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 he knows he's been nothing. caught. Yeah, he's got the jig is up, you know. And then, but I love Steve Martin, this physical acting here where Steve Martin just puts his head, just jets his head forward, like, well, you know, like, so you know, what did you do? <laughs> Candy looks over at the burning car and, uh, and then he can, he confesses that it's, he used to, uh, you know, Neil's diners club card uh, and it wound up in his wallet. Yeah. Where, and, and how, sorry, but in, and I'm, how did the, card wind up in his wallet again okay they right. got well, well i'll get their... i'll get there in a second yeah yeah, yeah. right so basically then dell says well somehow your diners club card wound up in my wallet and i and then neil screams you stole it he says <laughs> not exactly i love his his it's his, you stole it that was yeah. <laughs> he's got this this, this build up to it is just uh, yeah. is, is beautiful. And then yeah. they imp- I'm assuming they improv at each other a little bit here. They're just yelling over each other. Yeah, and uh, he goes, you stole my card. And he goes, no, I swear in my life, I didn't. I didn't steal your card. Yeah. And then he goes, you stole my car and then you rented a car and then you burned it up. <laughs> <laughs> Great lines. He goes, I Great did lines. not. He goes, I found it in my wallet. He goes, I knew you stole it. And he says, I thought you put it there. He goes, why would I put it there? And then he yeah. goes, uh, kindness? <laughs> <laughs> and I, it's such a good bit because I love, I, love I love a scene where actors are yelling over each other. Yes. Because it's so natural. There's, a, there's a, few, um, a few directors that like to do that, to have people talk over each other yeah. as they're having a conversation, which I find to be a little more natural than just waiting your turn to speak. And, uh, and, and, but I love it because it, it, it gives them a chance to just almost undoubtedly they're improving here. They're just, uh, they're just, you know, okay, you know, you be incredible because they're all, they're both old hands at, at just shooting from the hip. So they just, just guys go have an argument here before coming back to the script. And, uh, right. I mean, maybe it's not. Okay. Like well, that. we'll, Some we'll get people... to the script in a second because I, I, okay, sure, sure. You know, I, 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 we talked about this a little before we started recording that the original script of the movie, which they filmed the entire thing, the script is about 165 pages, I think. And okay. Basically, it's a three hours and 45 minutes. The the first cut of the film was three hours and 45 minutes of what they shot. Amazing. You know, the the idea that they cut an entire movie out of this movie. (laughs) Pretty much. Is is just unbelievable. I mean, and and going through this script, 
it's amazing some of the stuff they cut out. I mean, some of it didn't add, and I understand to add to the story, and I'm very glad they cut it out. And then there are other little yeah. bits and pieces here that I like, and that's one of the reasons why in every episode I explain the differences between the the what they shot, oh, wonderful, and Good. what we eventually get. Yeah, so we'll, we'll we'll get to that, you know, in a little bit okay, of a while. Cool. But I, I, you mentioned about the fact that that Steve Martin does a lot of physical comedy here, and it's great yeah. because, you know, you you see that. I mean, he he's he like bangs on the the steamer trunk in frustration three times as he's as he's talking. Also, you know, the, during the this whole argument, there, there's more than just the two of them talking. There's there's physical reactions also. His his arms are flying. Steve Martin's arms yeah. are flying in the air. You know, they're they're you know he, he's just jabbing things and stuff like that he, he's... Well, he he acts with his whole body yeah. he's really he's he's a, he's a very physical uh very physical comic yes. very, very almost like um you would call like clown in the in the actual you know french artistic classic sense of the word mm -hmm. not in just the uh you know nose honking falling over yeah. you know circus but like actual clowning using your whole body to inhabit the right. character i mean especially kind of thing, you know? especially during the, the the when he gives the line why would i put it there you know he's just like i can't get why it. would yeah. i put it there and his arms are flailing all around and stuff like that it's, just, <laughs> it's hilarious a voice break yes. you know because he, he is it pitches up an oscar uh, an octave why would i put it there and uh it's like in um because doing tronologically speaking, there's a bit in Tron where they ask Jeff Bridges, like, so why do you want to break into Encom and steal your programs back? And he goes, because, man, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like he, he, his voice just like pitches up and he becomes like the dude for a second. And, and I, I just well, that's love Jeff Bridges. That. Jeff Bridges likes to, to have his voice, uh, you know, crack when he's even though he's, you know, was, was he in his 60s now, 70s? He still has his voice yeah. crack. When he when he's yeah. talking and then you know it's 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 very distinctive of him. Yeah, and I, so that's what he's like. Huh? Kindness. Yeah. <laughs> he's like kindness, kindness. You know. And, no, and so I mean, good. we 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 can't take away from from what John Candy does here. Also, I mean, John Candy, yeah. his he, he's he's able to take it all, <laughs> and his response he he keeps he stays calm throughout this whole thing, and his response yeah. of kindness is some is is a childlike response, you know I can yeah. imagine one of my kids saying it that way, you know like mm, maybe you'll buy the <laughs> my excuse that it's because of kindness, you know yeah floating this just you know ludicrous suggestion <laughs> like maybe kindness right okay know, like... so so you asked before the, you wanted a reminder of how how the the credit card got switched so when they were in the first motel okay yeah. um i think that was week uh four i think we we discussed that so originally neil was gonna pay for it and he gave his credit card okay yeah. and then dell found out that he could get a discount from his card that he has so he gave nice. his card, and his card looks very, very similar. So when the clerk gave back the the two cards, the clerk mixed them up and gave, right. and no one looked because the cards look so similar that yeah. neither one of them looked I, and put I it do. in put it in their wallets. I remember the insert shot of the two cards yeah. beside each other exactly. Uh, and you know, one's Diners Club, and one's like what the Oshawa Accordion 
um, you know, membership club or, or something. So, no, I, I actually right now don't remember what it was, but uh, I I'll, I have I can look I can you know look back in it my must notes have been and figure that out. Maybe something state state specific, like local um, little little card of some it, kind. It wasn't like another visa or something. No, no, no. It wasn't a visa. It was it was a discount card. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember what what discount card it was. Um, it, it, he basically said he had a credit card for the for the room, and in order to use it, it was it's the ah it's called the Oversiders Discount Club. Oversiders Discount yes, Club, I love it. That's what it was called. You know, and and okay, and Gus cool. accidentally switches the cards at that point, and that that that's what causes causes this whole little uh, comedy of errors. Yeah. Yeah. Which 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 we get to discuss, you know, weeks later. <laughs> you know, it's great how yeah. it's great how they set that up so early in the movie. I mean, it's set up in in, you know, within the first 20 minutes and you have to wait another 40 what is it 45 minutes, 46 minutes, actually even more. You're waiting almost a, you're waiting close to an hour for to actually get something from that. Nice. Which is great. I mean, and the fact that I mean, I asked the question and Neil didn't notice this at all over the course of the last day and a half that he didn't have his credit card. You know, was he, was he using the Oversiders club card instead, you know, when he was uh, paying for things? I don't know. You know, it's not a real thing. I, I, I've looked it up. Oh, his card was not, it's real, not real. There's there's no such thing as an Oversiders club, uh, club card or something like that. Well, considering that they are like litigiously alike in design, then I imagine that it, it can't exist because the actual diners club organization would have been like, no, nah, no, yeah, no, <laughs> that, that's way too close. That's obviously a, a shameless ripoff. No way. Yeah. And I mean, the, the minute actually ends in the middle of Steve Martin's uh, final response here. He goes, kindness, you, and then it gets cut off. So we, we don't really, you know, have to wait until tomorrow to find out what he continues to say at that point. But it, you know, right. he's 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 fuming at this point. There's no uh, almost yeah. as much as the car. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right. So, did you have anything else you wanted to say about this minute before we get into the script? Uh, I did want to talk a little bit about my connection to Steve Martin. Uh, do you want to do that sure. here or do you want to see? You can, you yeah. can do it now. Uh, when I was 16, uh, I grew up in a small town called Nelson, BC, here in British Columbia in Canada. Uh, and that's where the movie Roxanne was. Oh, I love that movie. It's a great film. And they really showcase the city in in the film they don't just have like a couple outdoor shots and the rest of it is on sound stages they really sh showcase the actual town of nelson and all that that beautiful uh small town that you see in that film that's all you know straight nelson they hardly changed any of oh, it. Wow. Yeah, i think they changed a few of the street signs and stuff like that but it's a heritage town it's a beautiful city it's set in the mountains you walk for 15 20 minutes you're in the woods um, uh, a beautiful, creative, uh, artistic, spiritual community up there. A lot of different uh, people that came together. It was a gold rush town, then it was a mill town, then it was filled with draft dodgers from Vietnam. Uh, so there's a lot of like hippies and artists, and, and then there's people buying big swaths of land outside of the city limits to start their own kind of 
I don't know, communes and stuff like mm. that. So, but then property, you know, property values are skyrocketing. So there's a bunch of really conservative investors that are in there as well. But like, like they signed a petition to keep McDonald's out of the city. Oh, wow. Like success, like successfully. Like when I was a kid, they were like, you can't get in here. And they put a, uh, they, they petitioned against ever having a Starbucks there and they won, but then they snuck a Starbucks in as part of a, part of a Safeway, part of a shopping chain. They're like, oh, you like, so they're, 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 they were very, um, wait, they're still, you know, as of today, there still is no McDonald's there. Yeah. Wow. There's no McDonald's. There's, there's the one Starbucks that's only shoehorned in there as part of a bigger, uh, a bigger sort of shopping chain kind of thing. Like they, they try their best to rely on, um, you know, a small business and, and community. And that's the, you know, right now with the rising property prices, there's a bit more, uh, homelessness, uh, the, the city's changing. We got a bunch of, you know, wealthy retirees moving in and it, it, the makeup's changing. But when Roxanne was filmed there, they really captured, I think a beautiful summer and it was, and it it's was all due to Fred me. Willard, you know, Mayor Deeps. It's all, it's all due to Fred Willard. It's all due to Fred Willard. So that's my, uh, that's, it's been a wonderful Wait, summer. Wait, so did you, did you meet him at that point? Uh, well, we saw him, you know, we, we saw him, uh, but because they would need extras for scenes, like when he's uh, saving the, um, the barn fire at the end or whatever. And, uh, and this, so there's like, and the actual, like the firehouse they use in the movie is Nelson's firehouse. Oh, wow. So that, that beautiful red brick. Uh, there was the one moment that they had where my mom was, Oh no, my mom was in a, a, a pipe band called the, the, the Kootenai Kilties Pipe Band. She played the bagpipes. And um, there was a bit where somebody was practicing. And the city's in a in a valley, right? So if you're practicing the bagpipes, like I, I was there one time when a car alarm woke up the entire city because it's the middle wow. of the night and there was nobody, you know, no sound was going on. And this car alarm was like echoing up from downtown and I'm far away from downtown. And I was like, Oh my God, when is that car alarm going to stop? It wasn't just two blocks away. It was, it was far away. So this guy's playing the bagpipes and they sent a, a PA from the set. They're trying to film a scene at the firehouse and they, they, they've sent a PA to like run up and find the find the piper because it was messing with the audio. And they said, hey, dude, uh, your, your your bagpipes are, are messing with our audio. And he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'll stop. And the PA was like, no, Steve Martin wants you to come down. Oh, wow. Can you, can you play a little bit in the in the parking lot of the, <laughs> of the firehouse there? And he's like, yes. And so he walked down and uh, gave a little impromptu bagpipe concert to the cast and crew of Roxanne. And, you know, seeing Shelley Duvall and everybody just kicking around in there it was uh it was a very it was a beautiful experience so i've always got a lot of love in my heart for for steve martin and um his his roles and uh, are you, so were like you an extra in the movie at all yeah i think so somewhere in the background in one of the crowd scenes oh wow and my uh, my mom it was his birthday i think while it was while he was filming there uh and my mom baked him I think a couple of cupcakes or something like that and, and wanted to bring them to him, but was intercepted and was like, no, no, you can't just walk up to Steve Martin in the middle of a shot and give him some food. Like, we'll make sure he gets these. And he's like, uh, she was like, okay, well, that's fine. That's fine. But then there was a, a story in the newspaper, like four days later about how a giant cake had been baked for Steve Martin and the entire town presented it to him. And uh, he was thrilled by it. Wow. And um, so, you know, and it was like, that's not what happened. 
That's <laughs> not at all what happens. No, it's the, the embellishment of, uh, of the truth. Slight embellishment. Of the entertainment. Yeah, slight, slight embellishment. But there was a, it was a beautiful experience to have him come. And I think the whole crew was swept away by the beauty of the town. He has a story about how he walked into this bar called the Civic, and he had his, 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 his makeup right. on, right? He had his notes on. And there was a place was empty except for like three giant bikers that were like day drinking at the bar. These big bearded, uh, you know, behemoths at the bar. And um, he's like, oh, God. So like he, he walks over to the to the to the bathroom and one of them goes, hey. And he's like, oh, Jesus, here we go. And he turns around and he was thinking, here we go. Here's the here's the. Hey, big nose or whatever, and one and the the guy looks at him and goes, "Why the long face?" <laughs> and uh, and Steve Martin was like, "Oh, that's that's actually hilarious. That's really good." <laughs> and so he that became one of the stories that he told on a lot of his press junket tours because uh, he didn't give them credit for being smarter. Wow, they're in it. Thought they were. So it was uh, it was it was a, it was, a, it was a great time. It was also a little education about movie because you'd see them walk into like the city hall bathrooms and then come out in a a, a nightclub that they'd filmed the interior of in vancouver mm. right <laughs> so you get to see the, the magic of movie editing oh cool but that's 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 my connection to steve All right. thank you that was very cool okay so the the script has a few minor discrepancies here not that many where yeah. after dell gets caught by neil when Neil says, you don't rent the car with the shower curtain rings, Dell. So Dell goes, well, what do you want me to say? I'm, Neil goes, I'm giving you a chance to explain. Yeah. And, and you know, instead of a diner's club, the, the, the script talks about the American Express card instead. You know, and right. the, with the, the kindness that they both discuss here. So in, we just, we mentioned in the, in the, in the final cut, kindness is mentioned three times by 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 them. Okay. In the original script, it's only mentioned once by Dell, and that's right. it. No the minor discrepancies in in this particular thing. Later in the week, we'll have we'll have some some bigger stuff that 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 is added here and stuff like that. Okay. So, yeah. All right. So every Monday we have a segment called Martin Monday, where my guests okay. will give their top five Steve Martin films. So you see, this was the perfect day for you to tell your Steve Martin story. So now, now we get to oh, see. Great. Now we get to see uh, where Duncan ranks all of you know what where he ranks the top five Steve Martin films, or your well, your uh, top five. I think my favorite, my top. We'll five start with number five are, and work your way up. Start five is L.A. Story, okay? Because uh, I really enjoyed L.A. Story. At the, it's it's a bit dated now, but at the time, I found it to be a just a wonderful, wonderful film. And I don't really, you know, care about Los Angeles that much. So it's not like I was swept up in the romance of, of Los Angeles. And that was the thing with La La Land, right? It was, yeah. it was like, you know, isn't LA amazing? I'm like, I don't know. I don't <laughs> think so. I, I don't, I don't hate it. I'm just kind of, you know, I don't think it's a magical place. Okay. Um, uh, uh, but I really enjoyed that one. And then the use of bagpipes and, uh, Yes. And some of the, the comedic bits. Anyway, great, great film. And, uh, oh, is it Richard E. Grant walking down the stairs while his testicles clang together? That was, <laughs> I love that bit. I love that bit. Um, and Dead Man Don't Wear Plaid would be number four. 
I remember watching that with my dad and he was laughing a lot harder than I was because he'd seen all the movies that right. they edited together to be this one. So he was recognizing, you know, the Vincent prices and, and, uh, and all, all the people that, that were in the film. And I didn't, cause I right. was like 11 or something. It's so a great like, concept to be able okay. to do something like that. No question about that. And to go that deep with yes. it, to make an entire film out of that gag is astounding. Yeah, I've been, yeah, and I'm going on a, a bit of a, a film noir kick right now because I, I, I want to see a lot more of them. So I, I'd like to watch Dead Man Don't Wear Plaid again, uh, having recently watched like, you know, 50 film noir films over the last few years. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> uh, uh, number three would be Roxanne because I really uh, I really loved the film and I love that. that That's just got a good place in my heart because of, of the, you know, the experience of it. Uh, two would be Little Shop of Horrors. His um, his cameo is the the sadistic dentist. Amazing, amazing little piece of work there. And uh, number one would be definitely planes, trains, and automobiles because it's got the whole package. It's got the the dramatic stuff. It's got the comedic stuff. It's got the physicality. It's got the modeling stuff. It's got it's a real tour de force yeah. from Steve Martin showcasing all of the stuff that he's capable of. Uh, and I, I just want to throw in an honorable mention to uh, the Spanish prisoner, which was a, a David yes. Mamet movie he did where he played the, the villain. Yes. And I thought that was a neat, a neat turn for him. I don't think it quite worked, but I thought it was. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I, I liked, like I liked that. the, the attempt. It just didn't. Yeah. You know, because also it's the type of movie that once you're aware of what the twist is going to be, it just isn't, it isn't as powerful. You need to really be taken yeah. by surprise by the twist. So I'm not going to tell everyone what the twist is. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right, great. Thank you. So every day we have a segment segment called Off the Beaten Track, where either my guest or myself will give a little story about an adventure or misadventure that one of us may have had over the course of the journey of our lives. So Duncan, you have a story for us? Yeah, uh, I've got uh, several. Well, uh, the one one, one a day. Like- You'll be here all week. One You'll be here all yeah, week. The, the, so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the one that I, I like quite a lot is that, um, oh, let's see, it's so hard to tell which one to go with. Okay, well, I'll just go with, yeah, this one. I was in, I uh, flew into New York and I was priding myself on the fact that I just brought a carry on. I didn't bring any checked luggage. So I just grabbed my bag, got off the plane. Uh, went into and I'm Canadian, so I got to fill out a form or two to get into uh, to get into America. And so I went to the to, I was like first in line because I just dashed off the plane, got to where I needed to be, and I'm first in line to the customs agents. And I walk up there, and this custom agent that I got, he's uh, he looked like he was 55, 60, you know, silver hair, uh, you know, good physique, um, not too tall. And he had a name tag that was like uh, Carpaccio or something like that, like a really standard New York Italian kind of uh, kind of looking guy with the, with the, with an Italian last name. And he had a really strong like Brooklyn New York accent. And he 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 holds up the form that I hand him, and he goes, uh, "You see, this is a, this is a blue form, and what what you need to fill out is one of the white forms. He filled out the wrong form." And I'm like, oh, well, I'd like to fill out the right form. Where are they? He goes, well, on the plane. They're back in the line. Where? 
they're 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 back in the uh, in the lineup where you were. And I look back, and while I've been at the counter, now there's like 40 people in the in the line, right? And I'm like, oh, geez. Um, so I got to go back there and get a new form. He's like, well, I do have some forms here. <laughs> and I'm like, well, can I have one and uh, and fill it out? And he looks at me and he says, are you a fast writer? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yes. Yes, I am. He's like, well, here you go. And so like, I, I burned through it and handed it to him. And he goes, yeah, that was fast writing. Welcome to New York. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, let's be in. And I was just like, uh, it's all downhill from here. Like, nothing's going to compare with just entering New York for like, I think that was my second time there, maybe my first. And that was just the best introduction. That was such a New York way to be uh, welcomed to, to, to New York. Oh, wow. Okay. Great story. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Do you want to sure. tell people how they can get in touch with you? Uh, just go find Tronologically Speaking on the interwebs and check out that uh, movie by Minute Experience. Uh, Time Bandits Minute, that's up there too. If you Google that, it'll come up. Uh, you can go to buyduncanshields.com. That has a link to all my sort of um, Twitter, Instagram, uh, all my presences. Um, and yeah, just take a look around. You can go to um, YouTube, I guess, and put in Duncan Shields Poetry. You'll see a lot of my poems on there and uh right. yeah fill your roots take a look around see very cool find. very cool and to find me is also very simple all you do is just quick search for movie rob minute you can find me on twitter you can find me on facebook or you can go to our website so duncan you want to come back again tomorrow i sure do all right well until then you're fine <laughs> you're fine